The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. Moms should get more credit. Back when I became a mom, I realized people thought my former career in TV news was more important than my motherhood. But that's backward because moms are raising that next generation and the world depends on us to do it well. So moms, this is your time to sit back, relax, and let Channel Mom cheer you on and equip you in your job as a mom because you're doing some of the most important work on the planet. Channel Mom, we encourage moms. Now, here's your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, you guys. Welcome to the show. I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, where we encourage moms because sometimes the rest of the world forgets to do that. We focus on your amazing value as a mother in this world. Here's the deal. We're going to do something a little bit different in the weeks leading up to Mother's Day because we're a show for mothers. So I'm going to tell you some incredible stories of amazing moms to remind you of how incredible you are as a mom yourself. The stories we're going to share were told in my book, Mom, You're Amazing. One of the mothers featured in my book was a woman who's also a journalist, an author, a female empowerment advocate, and yes, a former Miss America. She has a famous face and a very serious cause. Gretchen Carlson shares her biggest and best mothering secret as revealed in my book, Mom, You're Amazing. And that's all coming up in just one minute on Channel Mom. Are you a mom feeling overwhelmed? Let me tell you about a homeschooling mom from Montana. Tessa felt paralyzed until she discovered a drink called Happy Juice, a combination of three products, one for gut brain health, one for metabolism and mood, and a final powerhouse ingredient to increase productivity. With Happy Juice, Tessa's life went from paralysis to productive. Clinical studies report a 50% decrease in depression with Happy Juice. Learn more by texting HAPPY to 720-784-LOVE. That's 720-784-LOVE. The abortion rate continues to increase in Colorado, but there is still hope. For 40 years, the Compassionate Care Team at Alternatives Pregnancy Center has come alongside teens and adults who feel like abortion is their only choice. Alternatives lets them know they're not alone. Through advocacy, resources, and mentoring, Alternatives Pregnancy Center moves people from a place of suffering to thriving. You can be part of the solution by giving just $10 to provide life-saving medical and counseling services. Give today at youhavealternatives.org slash donate. Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, welcome back. I got to be fast because we uh, have a hard out, as they say in the business with our guests. Quick hello to all of our affiliates across the nation. So glad you've tuned in. Also to our podcast listeners. Podcast has been growing. Really grateful for that. And we're grateful for you. So thanks for tuning in. I hope this show is always a blessing to you. All right. So as I said, I'm doing something a little different. I'm telling these stories of the moms who are featured in my book, Moms, You're Amazing, to encourage you and to remind you how important you are as a mother and what an impact you make in the world. So here we go. I really believe these mom stories that I'm going to share are going to bless your mothering life. Kicking us off today is journalist, author, and female empowerment advocate Gretchen Carlson. I'm going to read from her personal bio. 
Gretchen Carlson is a New York Times bestselling author, speaker, and internationally recognized trailblazer for women's rights in the workplace. You might remember that she went public with her harassment claims against then Fox News chairman and CEO Roger Ailes, which paved the way for the Me Too movement. And she believes this really kicked off a cultural revolution about how women should not be silenced in regard to mistreatment in the workplace. Her story's been told in the movie Bombshell and uh, the Showtime miniseries The Loudest Voice. Gretchen is no stranger to your screen. Having spent over 30 years as a journalist, she was an anchor and host of the early show on CBS News, Fox News, Fox and Friends, and The Real Story with Gretchen Carlson. Today, Gretchen is ushering in a new movement as co-founder of Lift Our Voices. Okay, welcome to Channel Mom, Gretchen. Thank you so much. Great to talk to you again, Jenny. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad to have you. And I'm sorry that we, we should have thought about this and given you the full 15 instead of doing the other stuff. But we're just going to make it work because I know you know how to do a soundbite. Um, <laughs> I like to do something called my show setup soundbite. And you don't mention this in your bio, but it's kind of what kicked off your public life. You've heard it a million times. It's also what kicked off your fight for women, ironically, and frankly, uh, from others. So here it is, the day that Gretchen Carlson became Miss America. So now, we announce our first runner-up. It is Maya Walker, Miss Colorado. Miss America is Gretchen Carlson, Miss Minnesota. Okay, there it is. Ironically, Gretchen, we uh, broadcast out of Denver, Colorado, and... (laughs) You beat Miss Colorado that day. Okay, so let me just say this. You went from being Miss America to a famous TV anchor, including a long stint at Fox News, to being a spokesperson and advocate for women. And in the middle of all that, you became a mom. And this might surprise people, even though you're face forward as a powerful career woman. You once said this, my career doesn't matter to me if I can't have kids. Can you explain that? Yeah, I always wanted to have kids. I remember being in the hospital as a child. I think I had pneumonia, and I can still see myself being lifted out of the bed so that I could look through the glass into all the babies. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and it was just, you know, it was something that I always wanted to do. Um, I was actually just watching the Brooke Shields documentary, and she said the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And I really related to it because I think – no matter how successful or ambitious I wanted to be and, and have been, being a mother was always at the top of, top of my list. And I actually think it's a credit to my grandmothers and to my own mother that they inspired me enough to want to do the same thing. Yeah. And you went through infertility um, where you really just weren't even sure you could have a baby. And then when you had your first baby, a baby girl, um, she received a dire diagnosis, which we talk about in the book. And And I feel like, you've said that those things led you to recognize what a gift and what a treasure it was to be a mom. Can you explain that? Yeah, I mean, I think that that everyone has gone through their share of painful experiences. And um, when it's your child, you know, that that makes it extra painful, I believe, um, especially when you can't do anything about it to to help them. I mean, luckily, my, my child ended up being okay after this the scare of this eye tumor that she had in her first year of life. But I think it really, you know, it really made me realize that no matter what interviews I was doing at CBS News at the time or anything I would do in the future, that what really mattered was the health and safety of of my child and then my children. I, I had a son as well a few years later. 
And, and, you know, I think it just put life in perspective, which I think oftentimes being a parent does. Yeah. Can you speak that over moms today? Just they may look at you and think, oh, she's got it made because she's had such an incredible career. But you would say that that motherhood is something that is deeply and even more important in some ways. Like just the mom that's struggling that she she doesn't look like you and she hasn't had a career like you, but she is dedicated to being a good mom. Yeah, you know, let me let me take it from a perspective of a working mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I think that, you know, there's so much guilt associated with that. And we don't ask men those same questions. When they go off to work, we don't say, hey, are you giving 50-50 to your kids today? Um, you know, we, we don't do the same thing. And so I think we put extra pressure on moms. I always said that, you know, to be honest, I when, I, when I'm at work, I'm not giving 100% to my children, and I should be able to say that and not be judged. Yeah. Um, at the same time, when I'm home from work and I am with my children and I'm giving them 100%, then I'm also not giving work 100%. So I don't think that there should be, um, you know, that requirement that we have to work 24-7 either. So. Yeah. People have become very successful in life without having to burn the candle at both ends. And I think that we put this undue pressure on moms, especially to feel like we, we have to be experts at, at everything. The last thing I would just add is that I, I, I've read studies where um, moms who work have just the same amount of stable kids as moms who don't. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, I don't want people to feel any sort of guilt whatsoever. Either way. Whether they stay home and they feel like, oh, I'm not as, as successful as a career woman, or whether right. they work, I'm not as doing as much as a stay-at-home mom. It, they both work. I, I agree with you. you. You know, that leads to your mothering secret, the mothering secret you shared in the book. And you have a mantra, which is that mothers should not feel guilt and, and that they should stop shaming each other, stop shaming themselves. And that kind of leads into your mothering secret. And, and you have this thing that you want all moms to know. Can you share that? Yeah, it's pretty simple, but I think we need to say it to ourselves every day, which is give yourself a break because no woman can have it all. Yeah. So give yourself a break. You know, I, I feel like it's a curse, this whole thing about women, and especially the way we're raised as girls, to thinking we have to be perfect. You know, we're put into a this perfection box. I call myself a reformed and recovered perfectionist now. Mm -hmm. I can say that after 50. I tried to do it after 40. It didn't work. <laughs> uh, so, so, you know, look, we put this immense pressure and it's not just us. It's society puts this pressure on us. We raise boys to, you know, be, be risk takers and jump off fences and skin their knees. And we put our girls in perfect little boxes with bows in their hair. And, and so I, I advocate parents to raise your kids in the same way to, to, you know, give give girls a break, too, by allowing them to, to make mistakes and to take risks, because then when they get into the real world, they, too, will ask for the raise when they need to do that, like boys do, et cetera. Yeah. So two more quick questions. Um, and speaking of giving yourself a break, you're super honest about your, your battle with weight. And I was looking at your Facebook page this morning and saw a, a, a picture that you posted a while back of yourself as a chubby girl in a swimsuit um, and then how you had to lose all the weight for, for Miss America. So you really want women to understand that we all have issues. And even though you might look perfect on the outside, you want moms to know that it's not perfect and, and they can give themselves a break and not feel guilty about whatever their issue is, even if it's something like, you know, feeling overweight. 100%. And, you know, look, I, I whatever your struggle is, um, yes. 
you can you can feel good about who you are on the inside. And, and because I struggled with my weight, Jenny, really, what what that forced me to do in a good way, and I think this is especially relevant today with social media and everything dictating how how girls feel about themselves as they get into womanhood, um, is that I built my self-esteem from the inside of my soul instead of worrying what people thought about my exterior. And I really leaned on the fact that I was a smart girl, you know, and I did well in school, and so I really spent time focusing on my academics. I also happened to be a really serious musician playing the classical violin. Yes. And and nobody could take that away from me. Nobody could take away my talent. Nobody could take away my smarts. And so that's how I built my self-esteem, from the inside of my core. And when I wasn't necessarily, you know, feeling so great maybe about my exterior, it didn't matter because I felt really confident about who I was on the inside. And that's a lesson moms can pass on to their children. So I love that. Last question. Two things that you emphasize as a mom. Building your child up in their gifts and talents, not letting them look at the outside, but more at the inside, and instilling them with faith in God. Can you close by talking about the importance of those two things as a mom and and bringing those things to our children? Yes. Um, I I happen to be an advocate of music for children because I think it teaches them discipline, again, building their self-esteem from the inside out. When when moms used to say to me when when they wanted their young girls to become Miss America, they they would say, what should I do? And I would say, have them start music because, first of all, you need a talent to win Miss America. But more importantly, they build self-confidence, self-esteem, all the things that they need to take on any challenge in life. And with regard to my faith, I was lucky enough to be brought up in a family where faith was important. I grew up in a small town in Minnesota. My grandfather was the minister at our church. And so I learned um, about religion through him, how important faith was, how to be humble. And uh, that has been something that also nobody has been able to take away from me. I've never questioned my faith, which I I consider myself lucky because as a journalist, we question everything, yeah. and um, and I pass that along to my children. I feel that that's the greatest gift that I can give my children as a base in their life and a foundation that no matter what they're struggling with or going through, that they can always have somebody to speak to, and that is God and Jesus when they go to bed at night or any other time during the day. Amen. We both grew up in Minnesota. Um, can you tell people how they find you in your books, Gretchen, before we close? Yes, uh, GretchenCarlson.com, very simply, and also my nonprofit where I'm doing all my advocacy work now to make workplaces safer for all women, and that is LiftOurVoices.org. Awesome, beautiful. Thank you for being in the book. Thanks for the interview. God bless you and your mothering, my dear. Great to speak with you again, Jenny. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, so grateful for her, grateful for her being in the book. Um, And that leads me to something that I'm doing kind of special. You know, you can read more of Gretchen's mothering story in my book. It's called Mom, You're Amazing. It released uh, about a year ago. I am doing these interviews because Mother's Day is approaching. And I want you to be reminded of your great value in this world. I, I see moms out and about shopping, you know, looking at their phones in the park, taking their kids to school, volunteering, bringing their children to church, wherever I see them. And I think, do they know? Do they know how important they are? And, and do they know that they are impacting our world by the way they raise the next generation? That, that I often say moms should be walking the red carpet of life because of the impact they have in our world and the way in which they dedicate themselves to their children. And I think so often moms feel insignificant and like they aren't doing the important stuff and, and people don't see that the mothering piece is important. And Gretchen's right. You know, your workplace 
job is important and and a working mom is not a lesser mom than a stay-at-home mom and a stay-at-home mom isn't lesser than a working mom but the motherhood itself is deeply important and sometimes I think as a culture we forget to emphasize that so that is why in, in the next couple of weeks I'm sharing stories of mothers who are absolutely amazing just like you and I also have a bunch of encouragement for moms as well uh, beyond the women that I feature just to remind you of how you are important in your own unique walk as a mom and that's why I'm sharing these stories from my book mom you're amazing here's something else I've done I I'm giving you something for free I've recorded myself reading to you uh, producer Jim has helped me with this. I've recorded myself, or he's recorded me, doing the preface and the first chapter of my book. And so basically, it's it's like listening to part of an audio book, and you can get it for free. So if you'd like to feel loved and encouraged and honored as a mom by the soothing sounds of my voice, you can get the audio recording for free. Just go to momyouramazing.com, momyouramazing.com, or go to Channel Mom's podcast, which is on Podbean. Just go to Channel Mom podcast, and you can find it just about anywhere. And uh, you can find the recording there, and you can sit back and relax and let me read to you from momyouramazing.com. All right, I got to see how much time we have left before I tell you another story. Uh, all right. It's been very important for me to minister to every mom. You know, like Gretchen, I used to be in television. And I, before I sort of started a walk with God, TV was my religion. And I thought that being on television was what made me important and it's what made me significant and that people would love me more because I was on a TV screen and, and they would just honor me in that role. And, and when I left television, when I became quote unquote, just a mom and, and then sometimes dabbled in TV and, and sometimes, you know, was simply a stay at home mom. I almost used the word just because a lot of us say I'm just a mom. And, and I realized very quickly that I was more honored in my TV career than maybe I ever would be as a mother. And then I suddenly had this pang of like, wow, people, Back then, when TV was the only screen in town, and now we all have screens in our pockets and our purses, people wanted my autograph and, and thought I was a big deal. Well, sort of. I mean, <laughs> I wasn't really a big deal, but maybe I thought I was, and maybe a few people did. And, and I realized, you know, these guys were honoring me when I was on TV, giving them bad news telling them about car wrecks and murders and bank robberies. just and, and they were like, oh, my gosh, can I have your autograph for giving me bad news all day? And then when I became, quote, unquote, just a mom, nobody wanted my autograph for being a mom. And I thought, wow, there are millions upon millions upon millions of moms all across the world that don't have people running up to them to remind them of how important their job is. And I think more and more in our culture, as we get more and more divided and we worship other kinds of lives and lifestyles, the role of motherhood has been kind of thrown off the cliff. And I think, you know, I just want women to remember how important that role is. And that if we give up on it, the world fails. Uh, the world is as healthy as our moms are. And if our moms are, are working to raise their children well, uh, to, to love God and love people, um, that happens to be my church's motto. <laughs> I think it's, it's something like that. It used to be the love God, love people, which is really good. And moms can make that kind of an impact. So having said that, I don't often share stories from our prison outreach. We try to help moms wherever we can. 
So we help single moms who are struggling. We help moms over the airwaves. So regular old moms like you and me who get to listen to our message through radio, through podcast, moms on social media, uh, moms who I go out and speak to and uh, et cetera. And then we also help moms in prison. And I want to tell you a quick story. How much time do I have, Jim? Um, Okay. Here's my quick story. I go in and teach these prison classes and we're trying to teach them all across America, honestly. So if you have an interest in having our prison ministry come to a prison near you in a, in a state that you live in, please reach out to us at info at channelmom.org, info at channelmom.org, because we can bring our Forever Moms program to your state. We're all set and ready to go to begin growing. We're right now in uh, Denver, but we're planning to move to other states. So I purposely go in and teach the class myself. Other people help me teach, really grateful for them. But I I do it myself because I want to see the lifeblood of what we're trying to speak into women's lives. So you may have a particular feeling about criminals and you may think, why are you trying to help these people? They should stay in prison and rot and die. Or you may say, no, they're moms. And if we rehabilitate them, we rehabilitate their child's lives. And it's true. Because there's a statistic out there that shows that if if a parent is in prison, wow, a child is much more likely to go to prison. However, if you can restore that parent-child relationship while the parent, i.e. the mother, is in prison, if you can make it stable again, if you can reconnect them, if you can re-engage them, if you can speak into the mother's lives that, that their love for their children is important and that it will help them be less likely to go to prison themselves if they can speak into their children's lives, it makes all the difference. There is research that shows that if, if that relationship remains stable, that the child is less likely to follow the parent into prison. So we go into prisons and we teach moms from this forever moms curriculum. It's incredible. I mean, these, some of these women are hardened, hardened. And they come to our forever moms class, which is based in Christ. So we give them the love of God. We teach them Christian principles. We teach them healthy parenting principles. We work on their inner healing. We have engagement exercises so they can re-engage their children. But here's the really cool thing that happened a couple of weeks ago. These women are all colors, all creeds, and well, a lot of them are Christians, but but they also have all economic backgrounds. It's a huge collection of women. And the interesting thing to me is that From a divided America, you might wonder how they're going to get along. And I would go into the class and I would notice that the black women would sit together, the white women would sit together, the Hispanic women would sit together, even even sometimes the Native American women would sit together. But the other day, we had a sweet woman, I want to not necessarily give her, well, let's just call her Angie. And she confessed that her 12-year-old daughter was struggling with suicidal thoughts and she was concerned that she would take her life while this mama was in prison and she began to cry and say I don't know how to stop it when I'm in prison and she's outside of these bars and I can't get to her to save her and protect her and and help her not kill herself and an African-American woman that was across the table from her started speaking truth into her life and said, you cannot let these negative voices get to you. You can, And she began to speak the love of God and the hope of God into her life. And then I happened to have, and, and this is so amazing to me, the hodgepodge of women. I happened to have an African-American woman who is attending seminary come in as a guest speaker. And she said, hold on, stop the class. And she said to the woman that was speaking to the, the woman who was concerned about her baby girl. So the African-American woman speaking to the Native American woman, she said, stop, I want you to pray for her. And this whole class of hardened criminals, women from all different backgrounds, all different colors, together raised their hands, put their hands on this woman who was worried about her baby girl 
killing herself. And they all began to pray. And they all began to speak life over this woman's baby girl. Together. As this woman prayed a powerful prayer about the love of God and the redeeming possibilities of our great God and the saving grace of God, women were crying. They were having great affection for each other. There was peace. There was hope among women who were very different. And I thought of our culture and I thought, man, I wish we could do this. It's so easy to vilify somebody who doesn't think like you. It's so easy to vilify each other um, in, in, in all kinds of arenas, you know, from bigotry to religion to, 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 you know, all the stuff, all the isms. And I thought, this is amazing how God is moving in this place to redeem mothers' lives and to redeem their children's lives and that they're here to support each other. And the Forever Moms program is part of that. I believe God is using Forever Moms to rehabilitate mothers so that their children will not follow them into prison and we will stop the legacy of incarceration. So I thought I would share that story with you. Hey, I would be honored if you would want to be a part of this. And if you want to volunteer, if you want to donate, just go to channelmom.org. You can look up our outreaches. Our Forever Moms prison outreach is listed there. You can contact us at info at channelmom.org. You can donate to the prison program. There's a little section to do that at channelmom.org. You just click on donate and you'll see how you can give to the prison program. Um, and you can make a memo if, if you don't see that category. Anyway, I just thought I should share that that story with you today because we are trying to help every mom, every mom, and lift her up and remind her how important she is and bless her children by doing so. So thank you for your support. Thank you for listening to us. I hope this story blessed you today. I hope Gretchen Carlson's story to bless you today. Please go check out the audio recording that's free for you at momyouramazing.com. Momyouramazing.com. I hope it blesses you. And this is the time I thank you. Thank you for all you do. If no one's thanked you today, I'm thanking you for the hard work you put in to raise your children well or your grandchildren. God bless you guys. Hello to my own mama and papa and my kiddos and my husband. Thanks for listening today. God bless you this weekend. Take care. Hey, Jenny, one more thing before we go. Can I have your autograph? (laughs) Because I'm a mom. Because I'm a mom. Yes, producer Jim, you can have my autograph if you really want it. If Channel Mom Radio and Podcasts give your mom life a boost of encouragement, would you consider supporting us? In order to keep our broadcasts on the air and serve moms and kids on the ground, we need help from listeners like you. You can support us through a one-time donation or by signing up to be a monthly partner at an amount of your choice. Just go to channelmom.org and click donate at the top of the page. New monthly donors will receive a special gift package in the mail. While research shows moms are undervalued and families are struggling to stay together, Channel Mom works to lift up motherhood and add value to your family. We depend on donors like you to provide outreach to at-risk moms in prison and homeless shelters or dealing with single motherhood. Our life-changing programs are over capacity, so your donation will help us serve more moms and kids. Be a part of the change you want to see from others and families. Visit channelmom.org and click donate. We thank you for your generous support, and may God bless you for coming alongside Channel Mom.